Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome once again to the Let's Boogie one-on-one show right here on Fresh Nation Radio, WJON. We're here tonight for another exciting episode of the Let's Boogie one-on-one show. And we're so glad to be here. It's been a minute. All three of us are here. The team is in the building, and we are going to have a great time tonight. We're here to entertain you. We're going to talk about some topics. We have a very, very special guest coming on tonight. Ah, man, I don't even want to, I can't even hold it any longer, but I'm going to hold on as long as I can. But we have a great show tonight, and I just want to welcome each and every one of you within the sound of my listening voice, and uh, just welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, and I just want to introduce once again my co-host and just welcome them back, Dalia Burnett. How you doing? I am well. How you doing, Les? I'm great. I'm great. Excited. 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 Tattletales in the building. What's up, brother? Tattletales in the building, the comedian. What's going on? How y'all doing tonight? Let me tell you something. Uh, 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 I've been at the cancer center all day. They've been running all these kind of tests. Uh, uh, now my back is itching like I got something. So this is the best way to scratch your back. Get on a piece of furniture and just move side to side. Yeah, man. You know, you you know when they doing that that MRI thing to you, laying up in there like you in a casket. That Mm -hmm. like, oh man, this is wild. You know, Uh, I'm telling you something right now. I ain't gonna never die. I don't like that feeling being all cooped up like that. No, I ain't gonna never die. (laughs) I will stay here forever and just haunt everybody. Wow. Mm -mm. Yeah, then you can't move. They don't want you to move, exactly. you know. That's then I right. Gotta use the bathroom. I always have to use the bathroom. Really? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I just use it. <laughs> I fall asleep. I go in there and fall. They put the headphones on you and it's supposed to block out the sound. It doesn't work. You hear that doom doom, yeah, all that. You still hear it. Yeah, you still hear it, you know. I have to do the open one where they have those it open where you can look outside or they have a TV going on. Oh yeah. Then I'm yeah. okay, but I can't have it all covered up and no. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah. My brother, my brother goes nuts. He, he definitely does not like that clothes. <laughs> Doesn't bother me that much. I just actually I go to sleep. And I said, wait a minute, sir, we heard you snoring. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sleeping. You ever had. I'm sleeping, man. Are you me? If I stay awake. And you know, you know the funny part about it, it's always when you're laying there, you gotta scratch your nose or something. Man. Yes, you and gotta you move. move you don't move. All of a sudden, you gotta move. Oh man, I'm like, oh, why now? Right before I get there, I'm fine. As soon as I get in there, now my head is itching. Oh, I got it. Oh man. So the best thing to do for me is just go to sleep and don't worry about it. And then wake up and it's over and I'm done. You yeah, know? I can't do that. I can't. No? I can't go to no. I can't go to sleep. And they won't wow. give you anything for it to make you sleepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? It's pretty, what's like 20 minutes and stuff like that. It's pretty long. You know, 20 minutes. I went in for 45 minutes and then another 40, 45 minutes. 45 yeah. minutes. Really? Yeah, that's how long mine was. Yeah. Wow. Like 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah, I was up in there, man. I, I just said, oh, Lord, have mercy. I'm sleeping. <laughs> I probably don't even know. It probably is 45 minutes. I'm asleep. So I don't know. I don't know how long I'm in there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You got lucky with only 20 minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank God, you know. And thank God I don't do it often because, you know, that stuff is not cool. And being in the hospital, I was in there for that weekend for a couple of days. And that was nerve wracking. So I don't like none. I don't like any of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't mm-hmm. like that stuff. So what else is going on with y'all? How's everybody doing? How's your week been? How, what's Pretty going good. on? Fill me Speed in. Out. Fill me in. School's out for me until the 27th. So I got off two weeks. 
Oh, I maintain nice. my 4.0. Thank you very much. Oh, very good. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Still on that sugar detox. Okay. How's that going? Come on. Ah, I see. I see. How you feeling? How's your energy? How are you physically feeling? Um, I I feel better, I think. I don't I, I don't have like a tremendous amount, like I gotta zoom, zoom, zoom all the time. Mm-hmm. So I'm still my crazy self where I don't really sleep a lot and you know, I, I do what I got to do, but um, I did try to do supplements in addition. Well, I took regular vitamins, but I did try mm-hmm. to do additional supplements and that just broke me out in hives. So really, wow. yeah, it, it really broke me. I mean, I had little spots all up and down my arms. Wow. So wow, okay. I'm just not good with those supplements kind of thing. Just yeah. one vitamin a day. That's good enough for me. So. Yeah, I was... Um... <laughs> I take a supplement. Um, not every mm-hmm. day. I was doing it for a while over the summer every day. Mm-hmm. Got to stop now. I think I'm gonna pick it back up yeah. um, to give you know to put that uh, those uh, what's that to put the vitamins in and then also the the green the greens without mm-hmm. drinking them. You know, and it kind of gave me some energy. To be honest with you, I woke up the brain fog. You know, that kind of takes that away a little bit and gives a little more a little more energy. So that, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start it back. I'm gonna start it back. I do drink mushroom coffee though. Now, what is that? I've never heard. I've never. Heard. It's mushrooms. Mushrooms. Really? How does it um, taste? Uh, the one that I get, which is called Brewers Born, I think Born Brewers, mm-hmm. something like that. It it actually has six different types of mushrooms. So I love mushrooms anyway, but this doesn't taste like mushrooms. They put cacao in it, so it tastes a little bit like chocolate milk, but you could put it in oh, your okay. coffee. You could drink it hot or cold. It's like uh, two teaspoons of it. I don't yeah. have it every day, but um, you know they say it takes about a month or two to feel the effects, but it's supposed to give you clarity, um, help with probiotics and prebiotics and stuff like that for your gut. Yeah. Very important. That's good. Yes. That's good. But I've never, was, never tried that. That's interesting. Coffee. Yes. And it does not yes. taste like mushrooms. I, I pray no. it doesn't. Oh, no. Thank you. Because you can put it in whatever you want, but it does, mm-hmm. it does have that cacao taste in it. There's no sugar. Okay. Um, but they put a little bit of stevia in it, so I don't have it every day. I don't want to get used to feeling like I need to have something sweet. But um, yeah, I, it's actually pretty good. I like drinking it. Okay. Um, I cut back a lot on my regular coffee, so I don't have it every day. Yeah, I, I drink Maxwell House's The Heavenly Coffee. I, I'm, drinking, <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking my Maxwell House. I drink one oh. cup a day. Yeah, what's wrong with Maxwell House? What's, 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 what's wrong with that? That's some, no. Oh, listen, it, I got to have don't some don't make some you pleasure. hallucinate. I got to have some type of pleasure. It is. Wawa. You got to have coffee, Wawa. Wawa. Oh, Wawa. We're is not endorsed. A, <laughs> is, is that the store that's out there, uh, yes. Wawa? Say store? Wawa. Yeah, we don't yeah. have Wawa here where I'm at. We don't Wawa. Well, that, y'all have 7-Eleven. So <laughs> yeah, 7-Eleven. Wawa, yeah. Wawa is an elevated 7-Eleven. It's much better. I mean, Wawa, you go for your gas. You can get you some pizza. You can get really? you a Subway sandwich. You can get you bread. Oh, my goodness. Great. Yeah, you get everything. Yeah, yeah. When I travel. I see. When I, st- I stopped at Wawa on the travel. Yeah. You know, when I'm going across, headed down down 95, you know? Mm-hmm. See Wawa mm-hmm. out there. Yeah, yeah. But I'm listening. I travel. I ask people, is there mm-hmm. a Wawa in the area? I, You know, when we used to do concerts in Atlanta, the drivers, Miss Gwen, she's wonderful. She owns this, this uh, uh, car company. 
she drives a lot of the artists and stuff that come in. But mm -hmm. she knew when I was flying in, we have to stop somewhere and get coffee. Now, they don't have a Wawa there, but they have something comparable to it. I don't remember the name of it, but right from the airport, you pick me up, take me to get some coffee. Uh, <laughs> you want me to be a, a nice person to you, mm -hmm. especially when you fly in the first flights out. Coffee. Cool. 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 Yeah. Tattletale, what's going on with you, man? Uh, nothing much. I was supposed to be appearing at the Yonkers Comedy Club this weekend for four shows, but I don't know what happened. I got that phone call, so I'm like, okay. Well, you know, okay. so, yeah, this so, okay. Weekend? This past weekend or this weekend coming up? Oh, this weekend coming up. Oh, that's kind of rough. Yeah. Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah, yeah. wow. What happened, yeah. Man? Yeah. I what happened yeah. with that? Yeah, I don't know. To be okay. honest with you, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm like this. Uh, when when certain things happen like that, I just take it in stride. I go. take it in stride. Okay, you know, because you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you, you can't. Right, that's it. The next one, you can't. You can't let things get to you. Yeah, you just keep keep it moving. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. How's your guy Sean Cornelius doing? How's he doing? Oh, he doing good. Sean doing good. Yeah, he doing good. Good, yeah, good. yeah. That's a that's that's a good brother there. That's a good brother. He yeah, he's been through a back. lot. Yeah, he like a Timex watch. You know, he take a lick and keep on ticking. And he's still working out. He's still losing weight. Yeah, he's doing good. good. Big shout yeah. out to Sean. Big shout out to Sean. Oh, no doubt. Yeah. So what's man. going on with you, Les? Well, I mean, oh wow, well, a couple of things. You know, um, entertainment wise. February 10th, February 10th, I did mention before, we're having the tribute to the kings of R&B, the kings of soul. We're doing a tribute to Marvin Gaye, Luther Vandross, Al Green, Teddy Pendergrass, Smokey Robinson. We're also putting in, uh, we have Sam Cooke. We're doing uh, uh, a couple of tributes to some of the groups, The Temptations, uh, the spinners, probably the Delphonics. You know, we're going to mix it up and we're going to pay a little tribute to some of our our legends in a concert at the Black uh, Spectrum Theater in Queens. This is February 10th. I'm going to be posting links all over the place uh, on my social media page, which is Les Boogie Jones, also Fresh Entertainment Media Group uh, on Facebook, as well as my Instagram page. You'll see my name or you'll see Fresh Entertainment. And uh, it's going to be an exciting show. We have a, with, with a live band and we got some really great singers coming out. Uh, going to do that. And then April 9th, April 9th at the same theater, we have a stage play coming. Uh, it's the stage play. If you remember, Orange Juice Jones had a song called Walking in the Rain. I saw you. There you go. Yeah. Right. Walking. Yeah. I used to exactly. love that song. Exactly. A good friend of mine, a good friend of mine from Philadelphia, uh, got with Orange Juice Jones, and they actually he wrote a stage play around that song, based on that particular song and the concept and the idea of the song. So we're bringing that to the Black National Theater on April 9th. So we're excited about that. And then we have some other things coming up. Uh, we did a classic black movie brunch. And what the classic black movie brunch is, is we play a classic black movie. And it's an all-day event. We have entertainment. 
We have a DJ. We serve food. We have raffles. And then we, as we say, we play the movie, and then we bring in one of the actors from the movie to do a Q&A, wow. sign autographs, and what have you. And this year we're doing on May 4th, May 4th at the Co-op City venue in the Bronx, we're doing the five heartbeats and we're bringing in the actor Leon and his band to play along with another addition. Uh, we're adding another group as well. And it's going to be an all day event. We're going to have vendors. We're going to have the band play. We're going to show the five heartbeats. Leon will be there signing autographs. It's going to be phenomenal. Uh, we haven't spent about mm, the last one we did was maybe about a year ago. So we're bringing it back. This is the classic black movie brunch. So I'll be putting up more information about that. As well as we have some things coming up this weekend. Uh, a good friend of mine is doing an event Friday night in White Plains, New York, up at the Coliseum. Uh, the production company is Just Candy, and we have the artist Carl Thomas coming out. Performing wow. This Friday. So that's going to be lit. That's going to be lit. We'll be up there. And... Uh, might have a surprise where Malika Moe from the Band of Soul will be opening up for that. So we're looking forward to that. We're making arrangements for that to happen. As well as uh, I might mention before, I have my son now rehearsing real hard for his debut album, which is going to be coming out in 2024. So we got some things going on. And then I still want to talk to Lamone about some things that I have in mind and just a whole lot of things like that. So 2024 will be very busy. Very it's busy. going to be extremely busy for yeah. us mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's happening with you in the entertainment? Oh, let's see. Um, I I don't want to say what I think I'm going to be doing, but I will tell you what I'm doing. I'm, um, there's an artist out there that will be. I know I've talked about Ryan Lavalette. He will be coming into the country in 2024. Okay. Starting his debut touring the U.S. I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. Oh. Najee, he, he will be on the Dave Cos cruise for two cruises, Voyage 1 and Voyage 2 for Greece. Nice. Um, and then we'll be meeting up in Portugal for the Portugal, the Algarve Music Festival. Um, I'm going to get my brothers to pay for it because, you know, it's my birthday week. You know? <laughs> okay. I feel you, I feel you on that. <laughs> I got to figure that one out because that's a lot of money. But um, uh, we're going to be, uh, Allison, we're getting her back in the studio. We're going to have something special coming out. I'm excited about it. Oh, okay. I'm um, hoping that she can work with this phenomenal producer, Barry Eastman. And if you've never heard of Barry Eastman, where have you been? Because he has worked <laughs> with like artists like Anita Baker. He's worked with Najee. He's worked with Kenny Lattimore. He's worked with just about everybody that you can think of in the jazz and R&B genre. Mm -hmm. So we will be um, tapping into his genius and, and getting him to come out and do some stuff with Phyllis. I'm so excited about that. I'm bouncing off the wall. She's much more laid back and, you know, we're going to get it done. We're going to get it done. And I'm you like, said yeah. with Phyllis. You said Phyllis? I'm not. She's doing a, a tribute to Phyllis Hines. Oh, oh. That, yes. that, yeah, I thought, I thought that's what Sorry. you meant. Okay. With okay. Allison Williams. Allison Williams. Um, okay. Let's see. Oh, I was at, you You know, you, I was at Sony Hall on Friday. Where were you? Yes, 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 yes. I was at. I was there. It was phenomenal. You know, um, it's at the Paramount Hotel, it, right downstairs, they have Sony Hall. Mm -hmm. And the, the acoustics there are phenomenal. The food there was phenomenal. Um, even the, the wait staff was great. 
it's the like going to a speakeasy because you keep going down those stairs. Like <laughs> we're here somewhere, we're gonna end up on a platform, you know, to get to the green room and stuff. But um, that was a lot of fun. Um, and the school for two weeks, and then I start back at, right after Thanksgiving. Mm. Nobody, you know, when I started school, nobody told me doing a PhD, you don't get summers off. You don't. You just get two weeks off between each quarter, and Keep you continue moving. to go. That's go. rough. Wow. Rough. Yeah, yeah, they want you to get it done. No they doubt. want you to get it done. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you'll be happy once it's done. Once huh? you get it over with, you'll be happy. You'll be glad that you didn't have all that time off. You get it done. Once you get you it over it with, you're gonna be happy about that. That's then good. you just got to do that dissertation. I already know what it is, and I've already been told that's a little controversial. But hey, really, mine is about the failure of diversity. Okay. Okay. Well, that's, that's that's your area. You, that, that's you, my area, exactly, exactly. So we're gonna switch gears a little bit. We're gonna switch gears a little bit, right? And I wanna I wanna first I wanna first Dahlia, have you give out the birthday shout outs for all the celebrities oh, and people sure. we know. Anybody celebrating a birthday, we wanna give you a big happy birthday from the Les Boogie One on One Show from myself, Les Boogie, Tattletale. Now, we just want to say happy birthday to you and thank God for you and enjoy yourself. Go ahead. Go ahead, Daddy. So first, we're going to do Chadwick Boseman. I know I'm working backwards because his is November 29th, but, you know, that's my guy right there. Yeah, rest in peace, my brother. Rest in exactly. peace. Exactly. Russell Wilson, the football player. Russell Wilson, all right. The game, the rapper of the game, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle. What? <laughs> Phenomenal. It's me right there. Um... We also have, let's see, Michael Blackson. Michael you all Blackson. know who Michael Blackson? Blackson? Michael Blackson, yes, sir. Yes. Tattletail yeah. yes. should know, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Trey Songs is this month. Trey Songs. Robin Givens is this month. Jaleel White is this month. Y'all know who Jaleel White is? <laughs> Did I do that? Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> I do that? Exactly. Robin Roberts, oh, my Robin favorite morning, morning personality. Robin. I love watching her in the mornings. Michael Strahan, her, her co-host. Exactly. Wow. It's funny because he's the 21st and she's the 23rd. Okay. Um, Future. Future. Um, yep, Future. Oh, yeah. Rapper. Yes. Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. Mr. Famous Chuck Wayans family. There. The Wayans Big family. Shout out. Exactly. Michael Epps. Mike Epps. Mike Epps. <laughs> His from some of his uh boys in the hood there. Ronnie DeVoe from New Edition. New Edition. If it is love, y'all. If it is yeah. love. Go ahead. RuPaul. 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 Okay. Lisa Bonet. Wow. I used to I used to love watching her. I just thought she was just so beautiful. She still mm. is beautiful, don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. um, Winston Duke. I Winston have such Duke. I I have such a crush on him. Winston Duke, <laughs> if y'all don't know who Winston Duke is, watch Wakanda. One and two, he's in it. Kind of forever. What kind of forever? Run, Rev Run from Run DMC. Right. It's his birthday. Um, let's see, Meta World Peace. Y'all remember who? Met? Oh yeah, absolutely. Ron Do Artest. Do you remember what his, Ron, his real name yeah. was? Ron Artest. Ron Artest. That's right. That's right. Whoopi Goldberg. It's her Whoopi. birthday this month. Tevin Veteran. Campbell. Omarion. There's a Omarion. lot of uh, birthdays this month. Wow. Um, Victor Cruz. Victor Cruz, the Giants. Yeah, Michael Jai White. Am that's I saying right. his middle Ooh, name? That's right. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday to the brother. Go ahead. Eve's birthday, the rapper Eve. Eve, that's right. Eve. Eve. 
Another favorite of, of Tattletale is Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. Yes. Hustle Man. Hustle yep. Man. Cisco. <laughs> Cisco. Y'all know who Cisco is. Cisco. Right? Yeah. What's his most favorite song? The Thong song. The Thong song. For real. Sizzle. Sizzle is killing the game yeah. right yep. now. Yes. Sandy Newton, the actress Sandy, Sandy Newton. Newton. I love her. Great I, actress. I, yeah. Lamar Great Odom. Actress. Lamar Odom. The infamous <laughs> Lamar Odom. Lamar Odom. Odell Beckham. Odell. Wide receiver. The controversial Diddy. Diddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Colin Kaepernick. Colin. Oh, yeah. Colin Kaepernick. You think he'll ever play professional football never. again? Never. You don't think he'll never come back? No. It's over. It's getting too yeah. old. He would have did it already. Ella May. Ella May. Love that young lady. Yes. Phenomenal artist. Nelly. Nelly Nell. Love Nelly too. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure there's more. That's all we're going to talk about today. We're going to finish with Nelly because it's Oh, I'm saying we're going to finish with him. Najee. Najee. I forget my brother's birthday. Najee. Yes. Yes. There you go. Shout out to all of y'all, man. Another so, trip around the sun. God bless you. Absolutely. So God I want to prepare y'all. you all now. Mm-hmm. May is my birthday. I accept flowers, <laughs> a new car, maybe a mini mansion if you want to lay that. Okay. May 18th. May 18th. I'm telling you now. Yes. Okay. There you go. All right. There you go. Now listen. <laughs> you brought up you brought up uh, a young man's name just now. It's all in the news. We have a big big oh, thing going on right now between. Pete Diddy, Puff Daddy, Sean Puffy Combs, Cassie, Cassandra Ventura. Let's weigh in on that right now. I need from you, both of you, your opinions. And we're going to start with Tattletale. Come on, Tattletale. What is your opinion about this whole controversy? You're right. It is is controversy. Um, I hate to see things like that in the news with celebrities. I, I, I really do. I really do. Um, um, he already settled. That was what I heard. You know, it's, it's just it's just a shame when you see a, a, a young black man who has achieved so much in the entertainment world, and he set a precedent, uh, and he gets involved in something like this. That's like you know, it's like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? You know, to get, you know, I don't know. It's it's a very, very touchy subject. Um, the one thing the Chinese folks say, the best way to avoid trouble, don't be where trouble is at. That means don't you create no trouble. Don't you start trouble for yourself and mess yourself up. Because whether, whether he did it or not, uh, being that he settled, people are going to look at as if he's guilty. He's guilty. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, you know, this is not the first story. If if people in the industry know, this is not the first story about Diddy. This is the first, maybe it's the first story about a woman with Diddy. Um, but I believe that he did it. I believe that this is, this is a young lady who was very, very young in the industry. And 
I remember even when I was that young, even younger, you know, and working with Tattletale and him telling me, don't go to places by yourself. Don't, don't, you always make sure I'm with you. This kind of stuff happens. It happens more than we know. And, and just the, that's just a scratch off the surface. And yes, she lived with him. Why? You, at some point, you're groomed to do those things. You start to believe that this is where you belong, that this is what you should be doing. And it is something that is very difficult for a person who at a young age can easily be manipulated. There is a big difference in age in them. I believe it's like, tw it's 20 years. That's a whole lot. Um, and so, yes, I, I think that if, if she, this has actually happened and I tend to say yes, I'm glad she got it. Because if it didn't, I would have been, if that was me and I know I didn't do something like that, I would have been fighting left and right. You're not getting an, even a dollar. <laughs> right. Right. So now, now that's my take on it. Yeah. That's what you think. Uh, wow. Well, let, let me start with this. I've, I've talked about this subject to a few people. There, there's a couple of things that stand out to me. And I want to ask people in general, number one, for me, and I'm going to talk about for me, there's no amount of money in the world that would satisfy me if someone violated me. Mm -hmm. Period. This is where, I'm, where my head is at. There is no amount of money that if you violated me and disrespected me or just put me in such a fetal position that I would allow you to get away with that by taking your money. Now, I'm not saying that you don't take the money. What I'm saying is not only do you take the money, but you make sure that he's prosecuted as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because to me, he just, anyone allowing themselves to be bought is exactly that. Mm-hmm. You're buying your silence, but sort of what? So what happens to your, to your, what happens to the, to the abuse? What happens to the rape? What happens to the, to the, just disrespecting you as an individual, as a human being, and and abusing another human being that way? And I can just pay you, and you're silent now. See, I, that's the problem I have. You know what? And I would agree if this was a normal. A normal kind of situation where he was not a big star. I wouldn't he may not a... have been known. But the thing is, is that with someone like Diddy comes a whole cavalry of people behind him, in front of him, you know, and going and, and it can be scary. It can be scary for somebody like this woman, this young woman um, to, to take this on alone. Okay, because... but let me just... So I started to cut you off because mm -hmm. I'm very passionate about this. That's the problem right there. Mm -hmm. That is the it's problem right there. And it will continue to happen mm -hmm. because of the fact that these powerful people are in these positions. And yes. with that power and that money and who they know, it puts them in a position where they feel that they're untouchable. Exactly. Even if they are touched, they still feel they're untouchable. When mm -hmm. does someone stand up and say, I don't care who you are who you know, how much money you have, 
you have to be accountable because so I'm going to tell you what, what happens. You get away with this one, you're going to do it again. Oh, absolutely. It could be worse. It could be worse moving down the line because you got away with this one and you've been getting away with things all along. At some point We've in time. We've all heard the rumors. Yeah. We've all heard the rumors. Yeah, but the, but not just him. Not just him. I'm talking about all of them. Yeah. yeah. At some point in time, you have to be held accountable for your actions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because if we as a society keep allowing certain people to have advantages because of who they are, then what does that say for us as a people? What does that yeah. say for us as a society? That as long as I got some money and I didn't kill anybody or I could, you know, kind of wiggle my way out of this, that does not solve the problem. All that does is put a Band-Aid on a hemorrhage. Right. And at some point in time, you have to say, forget the money, forget your power. If you put it out there enough for everybody to see, then you are protected because the public eye will now be on this situation. They will be mm -hmm. watching. You have to be fearless. If you were, if, if you were able to bring this, 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 this allegation out. Right. Right. If you were able to do that, then you should have been able to move forward. But see, this is why people are saying, well, wait a minute. Is this just about some money, too? Because you can go there. If 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 I'm pressuring you to give me money and you don't give me what I want, then I put a lawsuit out. And now, all of a sudden, you pay me. And now I'm quiet. What does that say? It, it makes you mm -hmm. think. It right. makes you think. Right. So this is this this is a problem that we all have to address. And There's only so many levels to that, though, Les. Yeah. There really is, because. You got to think about it. If this young lady, if what she says actually happened and then his lawyers are coming after her, everyone, and she's getting pressure. It took her this many years just to even come out and talk about it for one thing. I'm sure she probably has gone through therapy. I'm sure this was not a, a decision made lightly. But again, when you have a bunch of, a team of people that can now come at you and what they'll say is, well, you lived with him. Well, so did a whole bunch of girls live with R. Kelly and look what happened there. You know, so you, I tend to err on the side of this, this quite possibly happened because not, she is not the only story. She is not the only person who has told a story about this. There is a lot of superstars out there that dealt with this individual that can tell you stories about what has happened to them and what they were forced or they felt they were forced to do so that they could have a career. Well, my point in case, look, 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 my point, and we on, we're going to move on. Our guest is in the house, but our point, my point to this is very simple. At what point does it stop? It has to stop somewhere. The chain and the cycle has to be broken. They got to go to pay for. Yeah. Somebody's got to pay for that. It's yeah, you know when it stops, it stops when they do it to the wrong person. Thank all right, you. and they do it to the Thank wrong you. person. And but Thank why you. do we have to wait till they do it to the wrong person? That's my point. And the, the, the same thing happened to R. Kelly, the same thing happened to Bill Cosby. You know, if you do it to the wrong person, now it's like, ooh, you know, but uh yeah, that that's that's what's been going on. People know about it. Well, with Bill, know about example, I have a, no, a whole other thing about Bill Cosby. I don't believe none of that, but that, we'll move on from there. But yeah. R. Kelly, Diddy has a reputation. I'm not here to condone anyone. But what I'm saying is, is that at some point in time, we cannot keep selling our souls for 30 pieces of silver, yeah. period. Yeah. I don't care what it is. You want to be famous. You want to do this, that, and the third. There's other ways to do it. And yes, the industry is dirty. We understand that. We totally understand that. How far are you willing to go 
to be famous. That's because now, now let me just say this, and this is my opinion. Let me just say this. Let's not just say that this person is super naive. When people meet people like that, they are trying to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. They're not. She's not mm-hmm. stupid. She was mm-hmm. nineteen. They met at nineteen when she was nineteen. They didn't start dating each other till about 20, when she was about twenty-one years old. She's a young woman, a young woman, but she wanted. She also had a record deal and a record out before she met him. That's how he mm-hmm. got noticed to her by Ryan Leslie kind of connected them together. So mm-hmm. she knew what she wanted to be and she saw this as a stepping stone that turned ugly. Exactly. That turned That's ugly exactly down it. the line. Now, my last question to y'all is this. They said they was off and on for 10 years or whatever time they were together. Off and on. So off and on means that I'm with you sometimes and then sometimes I'm not. Now, my question to you, especially to the, to a female, is if I'm off and on with you and I'm being abused, why do I go back? How do you know she ever left? Because they were off and on. It says no, off no, and no, on. no. But what? But living in one of his homes. No, no. Listen to what I'm out. saying. Listen to what I'm saying. It's yeah. it never said they was together the whole time. It right. said we were off and on. I'm asking on that off part. Why would you go back to somebody that's abusing you? And that's for anybody, not it's, just her. There, there is a terminology for for that, um, and I forget the name of it for right now. But when a person believes that this is there's nothing more, or that this person is going to continue to help, or this, you know, why why do why do people go back to men who beat them? Why or women who beat them? Why do they continue to do that same thing? It is a, a frame of mindset that you don't see anything better than for yourself. Okay. It, takes, it takes an individual who's strong and, and believes that they deserve better to be able to walk away and walk away for good. Okay, let Not me. Nineteen when you well, met. Well, well, she wasn't nineteen. She was. She was twenty-one is, years old. Listen, listen, listen. From ni- at nineteen, right? She met him, but she wasn't involved with him until she was twenty-one years old. Mm-hmm. That's the facts. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not. I'm not defending anybody. What I'm just trying to figure out is that why someone would leave someone and keep going back there. She's talented. Yes, he's got a lot of, and I understand that it's a whole different world. I get that. I get that. Got a lot of power. I get that. But sometimes, sometimes Tattletale just said it. He said the Chinese people said what? What did the Chinese people say about trouble, Tattletale? The best way to avoid trouble, don't be where trouble's at. Right. Simple as that. And I know it's a lot more complicated than that. It's it just unfortunate. It's, it's yeah, but 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 we can't keep making excuses because people oh they're trying to get somewhere they're scared this that and the third. Man, let me let me tell you something. At some point in time, he just said it. It's the right one. When you find the right one, mm-hmm. that right one don't care about all of that. I'm gonna leave that at that. That's my opinion. Listen, that's why I got five brothers. I have five brothers okay. and trust me, that would not have happened to me. I'm and, just saying. And, and if he continues on, which what sick people do when they continue on, they get R. Kelly'd at some point in time. That's right. That's I don't the case. think she, it, you know, and I mean, I've heard studies, uh, stories that happened to men and happened to women when it came to Diddy. So it takes one person to say, listen, I'm not going to worry about what people think about me. I'm not going to worry about anything like that. I am going for broke. And it, again, this is an industry that preys on the weak minded. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You have to be a very strong person to say enough is enough 
or this happened once, this will not happen again. And, and I need to go do something about this or to say, I'm going to stand up for everybody. Yeah, but you know what? This this industry, and we have to bring the guests on, but this industry preys on people that are willing to do anything Absolutely. to get famous. That's what it's about. It's not, and, and a lot of these people are not weak. They they just say to themselves, "I'll do whatever I need to do. I'll do this and I'll do that." Don't 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 just blame it on weakness because a lot of them no, manipulate. And they no, know I'm what they're doing as well. In, in terms of physical strength. I'm saying weakness of the mind in that you're easily convinced to do something because you believe that that will get you a record deal or that will get you on stage or that, and listen. You know how many stars have slept with people and it got them where, where they needed to be? And Absolutely. they thought it was the right thing to do, and they got, mm -hmm. they did what they did, and they, they said, "I'm going to did. do this because I know you promised me this. You're going to, and I'm going to make sure that you you fulfill your promise, and I'm going to go ahead and do this with you." That's why they call it the casting couch. It's been going on forever, <laughs> and people have Absolutely. taken on and said, "Listen, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do. If that's what I got to do this one time, I'll do it." And I'm going to end, end with that. Dolly, gotta... I got them three different <laughs> over here, no, one no, over there, no, no, one no. more coming up. Actually, two more coming up. No, no. I listen. turn around and say, kiss my behind. There you go. Listen, listen, listen. Right now, the young lady's sitting here, and I don't want to keep her any longer. She might even want to weigh in on this. I want to bring to y'all right now, um, I haven't met her yet, and I'm so excited to meet her. I'm going to start with this, Miss Hayes. We're going to do this, and I know you've heard it a thousand times, but we're going to bring you in like this. Hold on. Yes, indeed, y'all. Right here on the Let's Boogie 101 show. Our special guest is in the building. Let's give a round of applause, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Let's Boogie 101 show. Miss Heather Hayes. How you doing, Heather? How are Hi. you? Hi, how are you guys doing? How you doing? Okay. How you doing? I'm awesome. <laughs> wow, wow. So glad you could be with us. And I'm sorry we kept you so long, but we had a passionate conversation going on. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a real conversation, so. It's a very real. Yes, indeed. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Okay, very good. Absolutely. I want to introduce you to Dalia Manette. That's the young lady up there. Hi. Hello. Nice to meet you, Heather. Nice I'm so excited. <laughs> and this is comedian Tattletale, this young man right here. How you doing? It's a, let me tell you something. It's an honor and a privilege. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is this is fantastic. Yes, Thank indeed. You. So listen, uh, Heather, um, I just want to start off from the very beginning. Everyone knows that your dad is the legend Isaac <laughs> Hayes. But tonight, this is about you. This is about you tonight. Because I know you get all these questions, blah, blah, blah. Everybody knows him. We want to know who you are. <laughs> Tell us about Heather Hayes and mm -hmm. what it's all about to be Heather Hayes and, and and just start. This is your time, your mic. Just tell us your story, where you come from, why you're in this industry, this crazy industry we just talked about yeah. <laughs> and, and what it means to you. Um, well, of course, I'm Heather Hayes. I was born in Memphis, Tennessee, but I was raised in Atlanta, Georgia. OK, um, I'm a singer, dancer, actress, songwriter. Um, business owner, like I do all of that stuff. Of course, I was born into it, raised in it. Mm -hmm. um, I just had a love for music. I loved singing. I loved dancing. I loved anything with any kind of movement, ice skating, whatever it was. You know, it's right. it's what I love to do. I was very passionate about it. Um, probably because I was surrounded by music as a child. You know, falling asleep in the studio with my dad. Um, you know, putting on shows for him. 
Um, our parents required us to take an instrument. Uh, my instrument of choice was violin. I was actually really good at that. Um, but I stuck to kind of singing and then I kind of fell upon dancing. Um, I went to performing arts school. My school was literally like fame. So when I was about 14 years old is when I started traveling and touring the world in a touring company that that particular school had. And you had to audition for it. Um, I was the youngest to ever make the performing group because they generally don't allow you to enter into high school and have to have that kind of demand of travel. But I auditioned in front of like 350 kids when I was 13 years old and (laughs) sang a song that my father owned. He actually produced Somewhere of the Rainbow for me that year because I wanted to sing in my eighth grade talent show. And so I used that song and I auditioned for the touring show for the next year in high school. And I I won. You know, I got I got placed. I got one of the um, chosen ones, which I was really young because most of the kids in that touring group were 11th and 12th graders. And I was a ninth grader. So, you know, that was I just loved it. I've always loved it. Um, It's probably in my DNA to love it. And after that, um, I tried college, hated it because I mean, going from a school like <laughs> college was like boring to me. Like I'd been, I had traveled mm-hmm. in Europe and everything by that point. And I had gotten it. Somebody called me and was like, "James Brown's looking for dancers," and I was like, "Oh, that is my oh, ticket really? out of college." Okay. okay. So <laughs> I was like, "This is my ticket out of college." So I went. Um, we didn't know if we were going to get the job, but uh, choreography drove us to you know Augusta. And we danced for him. And then I was there for two weeks. And my first show was Radio City Music Hall. So. Wow. So how was it like working for uh, James Brown? I mean, that's the godfather's soul. That's another legend there. Yeah. That that was a little crazy. But I learned learned invaluable lessons with him. I can't even. He was like a dad to me. Because when I actually drove down there to audition, I used my mother's maiden name. Um, I didn't, he didn't know who my dad was. I didn't want him to know. Oh, really? Mm. I I really, you know, take pride in the amount of work that I put into stuff. So I really wanted to be chosen because I was good and I was talented. So he didn't find out who my dad was until about three, four months into the job. And (laughs) one of my older, I have older sisters and one of, um, my older sister's friends was friends with one of the background singers and they saw me at a show in DC and they were like, I think that's my friend's little sister and then he called me in the dressing room and was like why didn't you tell me Isaac was your daddy and I told him I said because I wanted you to choose me because I was good not right right I understand that perfectly I I did the same thing with when I first started singing here in New York I didn't tell anybody who my brother was Mm -hmm. I didn't tell him that I sang on one of his albums because I didn't want them to judge me based on him Yes. Start saying that for you. No, who, Which, who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's always the case. But yeah. you know, that was that was kind of the seal of okay, so I can do this, whether right. he's my dad or not. You know, I can do it, and so that was really important to me. And he would, um, and I was dancing actually at the time, and so he knew I wanted to sing. So he would push me out on stage and make me sing in front of <laughs> thousand people. Like I don't know what I'm singing. I'm like, okay, what? <laughs> I was singing with the band. And so I got my taste of it. And he basically right. he told me, um, James Brown told me he was like, Heather, if you don't believe in yourself, no one else is going to believe in you. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget right. that that messaging. And so at that point, I just kind of became aggressive and fearless in in, in what I wanted to do. Um and, I, and right. from there I went on to dance for Michael Jackson. Wow. 
Puffy. For Arrested Development, Singing Dance for Beyonce. Wow. American Music Awards with Brian McKnight, Soul Train Awards with Mystical. Like, I had a really great career. Wow. I nice. got to work with a lot of people, but I would say that James Brown is one of, one of the first big one that mm-hmm. I book. And like I said, I, I went in there and used my mom's maiden name. So I just want to know if I had it. But I feel, like, I feel like my dad would not have even encouraged me if he didn't think I was talented. I mean, I know he wouldn't. Absolutely. That's right. That's that's a hell of a story. Wow, wow, Michael Jackson and and and, but James Brown, you know, that's one of my favorites um, of all time. You know, I'll be honest with you. Now, was he was he as hard as people said in terms of um, what he expected from people working with him? How was that working with him? Yes, he was. He was. Yes. What, what was, was it? Five dollars. Five dollars. Five dollars. No, hundred dollars. Hundred dollars. Okay. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. You had to be, he wanted professionalism at all times. You had to know, you had to know what you were doing. Like, and I think for me, like I was new. So I remember one instance where he had um, dancers that they had from LA mm. and they were more jazz and, and, and that kind of thing. But hip hop, had started to be kind of the craze. And so he wanted hip hop dancers, which is why he hired me and another friend of mine. But we were also, I don't think he knew that we also were proficient in jazz and modern and all that. We did it all. But we were specifically hired to do the hip hop aspect. And we were in rehearsal. And the dancers from LA, which was about eight of them, were dancing. And he stopped the music and kicked them off the stage and said they didn't have nothing going on. And I was like, oh my God. I looked at my friend like, man, we better make sure we got our steps together because we don't know. Right. So I mean, it, it was it was either you 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 swam or you sunk. Like he, he right. expected you to know what you're doing. He expected you to show up and look professional. He didn't allow tennis shoes. He didn't allow jeans. Right. Traveling, um, you know, you couldn't like. I got fined for having a safety pin in the back of my costume. I don't know how you saw it. Really? <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. So I mean, all of that. With all of that, what did you, in terms of how you're a performer, what did you take with you? Those those little nuggets of of jewels that you bring into what you do now with your band, or whether you're having other singers or dancers behind you. What do you make I, sure that they, you know, they do? I just think that either you're gonna do it or not do it. Like I think you can't really half-ass anything if you're not gonna do it 100 percent you're not going to be successful. And successful success is different for different people, right? Right, right? But I do feel like I'm fortunate to have these experiences with legends and to have a father that is a legend because I do come across people that I don't, they don't quite grasp what it takes to mm-hmm. work in proximity to these people or to right. even become these people. I don't, I don't think they understand it. So it's, it's been frustrating for me um you know hiring people and i'm like well you can't get up here and half-ass do it i'm gonna find somebody else because that's what i that's what i learned from mr brown like you either gonna do it or he's gonna find somebody else there's always somebody else the ship will always sail the train's gonna keep moving with or without you so you need to make sure that you are proficient and that you take what you do seriously and you love what you do and everything else will follow that and i think that people especially now with the social media and things like that, I think that people 
think it's easy. Yeah. I think they th because you get a couple likes, you think you've arrived, and it's <laughs> you get 15 seconds to show what you got, and you're. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. it's wild to me. Like I'm like, y'all are crazy. Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. so I, the people that I work with, you know, they understand where I come from. Like I come from, you know, singing in the studio and not having you know, your tracks being able to be flown down and you don't want to right. sing. No, you got to sing that about nine times. Nine, nine ten nine times. times. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you perfect your craft. You right. know, my, dad was, my dad was like that. And so those are the people that I surrounded myself with. So, so when people work with me, they have to actually want to be great and want to do their best and want to be professional. Right, I see that. Now, I see that you have um, you do you do a hot butted soul. I saw it in the past. You did a hot butted mm -hmm. soul tribute. Do yes. You still do that? You still do yes. that? Yes. Okay. I do that periodically, which is really cool to actually kind of dive into all the music that that my dad wrote, produced, and performed. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's really cool because you get a like I really get a sense of him, like how <clears throat> just incredible he was musically. Yeah. Like, and then. Mm -hmm. We do things from like the 60s, 69, 70, before I was born, like with Sam and Dave, mm -hmm. all the way up to, you know what I mean? And mm -hmm. it's like to also see his growth as right. you know, a producer and a writer was also, you know what I'm saying, incredible. So I love doing it and the fans love it, you know, and it's also to see the music received in that way. Mm -hmm. And it's still like, these songs still get licensed for commercials and mm -hmm. stuff to this day. And you're talking yeah. about, 60 years ago. Wow. So. You know what? I, I saw when you did the uh, the Sam and Dave thing and you told the audience, oh, that's Sam and Dave. So I assumed that they were younger people. How did they gravitate? Did they like the music? <laughs> Was they enjoying it? Yes. Yeah, so this is the thing I think also that we have to work on with our community because mm -hmm. when I do my band, like a corporate band kind of thing where I travel, I travel all over the country, all over the world, actually. Young white audiences know that music. Is that they something? Ask for that. Wow. Music. They're asking yeah. for Marvin Gaye. They're asking for Sam and Dave. They're asking for Earth, Wind, and Fire. Like they are asking for this stuff. Mm -hmm. Otis, like they love it. Temptation. Yeah. And these are twenty-seven-year-olds, twenty-nine-year-olds. We even done high schools where a high school band will come up and play "Let's Get It On" on instruments. Wow. It is different for African American artists. I don't think mm -hmm. that we are we celebrate those artists, those legacy artists enough because right. what people don't understand is all the artists you see now, they wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the Aretha Franklins and the Gaze and Marvin Gaye and mm -hmm. all those Diana Ross and Supremes and all those they, we really don't support it or respect it in the way that we should or celebrate it in the way that we should but most people are very receptive to all the music that my dad did right yeah, yeah. I think That's just to build on what you just said, with them taking music out of the schools and a lot of the music programs have stopped, a lot of those songs I remember listening, because I went to music and art high school, um, I remember hearing in the schools where they made the connection between jazz and, and R&B and, and classical music and how they all work together. They don't have that anymore. What do they hear coming into the school? You're hearing hip hop. And I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying hip hop is a bad thing, but it has to be given the context where it all stemmed from because yeah. hip hop just didn't start just like that. It started with the de uh, the different genres and came down the line. They're mm -hmm. never taught that. They're not played that because now we're two generations, three generations into hip hop 
everything before it, if you're not taught it in school, you don't understand that there's a connection. So you're yeah. absolutely right. And it's a shame that we are not forcing our children, like how we had to at home, to listen to this music. Yeah. 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 And the other thing, too, is that, you know, even I remember going to school and I played, uh, I was in the orchestra and I learned how to read music. Uh-huh. Music theory yeah. and, and, and these things yeah. where now you you make a beat. Now, I'm not saying that that's you don't have to have talents to do that because you do. But do you understand the structure? You understand uh-huh. what it takes to to actually write a song, you know, to put yeah. it in the proper the proper structure, the arrangements and understanding what the notes are. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's four notes on the right. piano. Do you understand right. what they are? And, mm-hmm. and they had music theory, and especially in those music and art schools. They taught you these things. Mm-hmm. And when you take music just just for instance i'm out here in long island in in new york right schools are different the kids are getting on the bus and i'm talking about their kids they have their instruments they're going home for the thanksgiving weekend and they have the instruments with them mm-hmm. our kids are not doing that they, they've taken that away they've taken some of the sports away there's no after school programs and this is a problem you know because even when i was going to school one thing we did do, we had after school programs. And then we also mm-hmm. had school trips where we were going to see plays and we were going to music cows and and and, and doing talent shows and, and we had music yeah. shows in our own schools. Yeah. I was in in playing the trumpet in different different mm-hmm. music shows. I don't see that anymore. And yeah. this is where the lack of um how can I put it? And I don't want to disrespect hip hop because it's 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 a genre and it's it's phenomenal. But I think I think you have to to know music, I think you got to learn music from from the inside out, mm-hmm. from the inside out, you know. Mm-hmm. And and to be a real genius at it, you gotta you gotta know you gotta know how to make music. You yeah. gotta really without the mechanical side of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You gotta know mm-hmm. how to get a pen and paper and, and write those notes out, like like your father did, and people yeah. like that. Exactly. You know, um, that's what I see, and I see there's a lack of that, and our people. Are suffering from that the most, you know. Kids today, oh, let me just get a record out. You know, I, I go to Distro Kid, and I don't need a record label. I don't need promotion on the anything. I just put a record out and just put it on the radio station, and it's I'm gonna be a star, like yeah. you were talking about earlier. It does yeah. not work mm-hmm. like that. No. And they want to quote Chance the Rapper and this one and that one. How many Chance the Rappers are there? How many times has that really happened? <laughs> let's, let's be for real. Yeah. You need yeah. a team. You need a team yeah. of people that believe in you. If you and you, of course, you have to believe in yourself. But if you don't have a team of people pushing you, you know, mm-hmm. and 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 working with you, because it takes a team to be successful. That one person that's shining, there's a whole lot of people behind you that's working yeah. with you. You know, Definitely. so that's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Well, so what's going on with you now? Because I saw a couple of videos. I have a video of yours that I like to play. It was from two years ago, but the song is phenomenal. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. No, I was trying to see what video it is. I don't know. Oh, it's called. called, Oh, I'm gonna be. I picked this one out because I thought it was phenomenal. We just looked at it. Over you, I thought that was a phenomenal video. You and the young man. Oh yeah, so that's it's so funny because him and I went to performing our school together. So we've been singing together since we were kids. Okay. And um, we both co-wrote that co-wrote that song with another friend of ours named Sir Foster. Um, Mm -hmm. It's an original song. And we wrote it and we was, I was like, well, let's just shoot a video. And so, cause I've dabbled into, I've, I've written, you know, songs. And so I've worked um, on a couple songs, you know, like Sam Salter, Rest His Soul, cause he passed away. I wrote a song on his album years ago. And I, like I said, I've sung background on Arrested mm-hmm. Development's album, Soleil's albums. Like I've sung, my brother 
which is his name is Isaac Hayes III. He's a producer too. They would have sung on Black, the group Black's albums and things like that. So I was always in the studio writing yeah. and, you know, producing and stuff like that. And, and so, and singing background. So um, I was just like, it is, I feel like the internet is a gift and a curse because it is yeah. a way to distribute your music, you know, if you have the means to do so. Right. Um, it's much cheaper and much easier than, you know, getting a, a record deal. But the reality of it is, is that you still need, that's still, even that part of it, what I did, that takes a lot of work and it takes a team of people to help you get that done. Right. Um, right. But I just, I mean, I love the song. Um, and we just decided, I just decided to, you know, record it and make a video. Um, I'm going to be doing um, an EPK, probably okay. it'll in, this, in the spring, summer. Okay. Um, because I'm really kind of into, I did another song, which I actually covered a, my dad's song. It's called The Mistletoe in Me, which it'll start, it's played on some radio stations. It's a Christmas song. Mm -hmm. And my dad did that, it was before I was born, and it's a, one of his popular Christmas songs. And I wanted to do it to pay tribute to him because Christmas was his favorite, favorite holiday. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> so just extraordinary for us when we were kids. Uh -huh. So um, that's um, on iTunes. It's called The Mistletoe in Me. And I have a video for that as well. I'll check so, that out. I'll check it yeah, out. Yeah. Do you write for other people? I yeah. have written for other people. I don't customarily do that now, just writing kind of for mm -hmm. myself. Mm -hmm. um, but I have before mm -hmm. wrote, yeah, written for some other people. But, you know, right now, I'm just working on my EPK and still gigging mm -hmm. a lot. Right. Um, and outside of doing Hot Butter Solo, I also do a show called Daughters of Legacy. Oh. Mm -hmm. And who's, that, who's involved in that? Um, Millie Jackson's daughter, Keisha Jackson. Um, Aisha Wright, Betty Wright's daughter. Wow. Mm. Bennett and Nesby from The Sounds of Black's daughter. Mm. Um, Robin Charles gigs with us sometimes, Ray Charles' daughter. Wow. And Issa um, Pointer, her mother is Ruth mm. Pointer. Oh, that's amazing. That, that's wow. amazing. Wow. Shows. We, we, we've done some shows around Atlanta and Augusta. And, um, we have some stuff hopefully in the winter coming up. Mm -hmm. But I do work, and we have a song, we have a song out called you better know it's wow. on itunes and a video is out wow okay um yeah and so you keep busy let me write that down i'm gonna check that out you better know what's the, yeah. name, the name of it you better yeah, know it's called you better know um okay. and daughters of legacy daughters of legacy yes nice. yeah and i love i love doing that show we do our parents we pay tribute to our parents nice. um we also a dj sometimes part of the show because as you mentioned, hip hop. A lot of these hip hop songs would not exist if it wasn't for James Brown and I. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we kind of walk out to like I, I walk out to my mind's playing tricks on me by the Ghetto Boys because that's my dad's song. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. So we pay kind of connected and we tell the stories and we connect to all these songs came about and pay tribute to wow. our people by doing their songs and doing our own individual songs and the song we have together. I'm so it's a cool show, out. and I think I think people are surprised because I think that. When people hear it, they automatically think gimmick. Right, right. So I think they're like, oh, they think they can do this because their parents right. are. No, we all so individually really, really have careers. Things. Exactly. Like, mm -hmm. like Jackson has sung on mm -hmm. everybody's album. Mm -hmm. Really? <laughs> on tour with everybody. I don't care if it's Tony Braxton's album, Erica Badu, Outkast, like <sighs> Patti LaBelle, like everybody. Um, Aisha, Janet Jackson. Uh, she sang for her mother, of course, Betty Wright, mm -hmm. but um, Gloria Estefan, like everybody in um, exactly. Issa, 
she comes in and out. So she's not on the song, but she comes in and out of the live show. She's actually been a pointer sister for 15 years since she graduated high school. Wow. One of the um, aunts, her aunt, which is one of the sisters didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. So she's actually been in the pointer sister right. game with years. So, you know, I think people are pleasantly surprised. Um, when they do see the show, because it's like, no, we actually do this for real, for real. Like, actually, you, you can actually lot. sing. You can actually yeah. sing. And you I can think, actually sing, because I listen to you. You can actually exactly. sing. We listen I, think to you. Yeah. Um, I think the best thing that to, to is when they did a lot of background vocals growing up for their parents and then become solo artists, it is an art form to be a background vocal. Not everybody can do it because you have to hear the different harmonies. So you know if they're stepping forward and they're singing, they have got to have powerhouse voices. I'm, yes. I'm, I will be looking for that. I hope you come well, up I will say, Jamesia, Jamesia is crazy. Like, Jamesia yeah. sounds like Ann Nesby, but of course she took her mother's place in Sounds of Blackness when she right. was like 17 years old. Mm. She's crazy. Like, and there's clips of the shows, uh, pieces of the shows on um, online. And then, of course, our video for You Better Know. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it's an awesome show. I, I just love it. I think we connect on a level. I think that it's a small club. I think people don't understand the trials and tribulations of being a part of that club. It's very, very hard yeah. to grow up and have a parent that mm. is famous. That's why, you know, a lot of times when I see stuff on the Internet and I'm looking at whether they talk about blues kids or Michael Jackson's kids, like I, I, I would not want to be there mm -hmm. now. Like, mm -hmm. There's just no way. And I think people should have a lot of compassion for them because it's very, very hard to find your way. What was that like? What was Bobby that? I mean, what was example. that like? Really? What is what is the downside of that? Because you, you mentioned that. What would you What would you tell someone um, if you had to talk to a kid that had a famous parent? that was just now coming of age, what would you tell them from what you've experienced? Um, I think for me, I wish I would have been more equipped to understand where the hatefulness was coming from mm -hmm. um, and be able to kind of block out all that noise mm -hmm. um, and be proud of your parent. Like you didn't ask to be here. Right. It, right. I mean, it's so, cause it's like a no win. It's a no win situation. And I think once, for me, I feel like, and I feel like also you need to understand that it will always be that way. I think for me, when I was early 20s and working with James Brown and, you know, it was a big band, a lot of background singers and musicians and dancers. I really thought once I got older, like no one would care. Cause I'm thinking, mm -hmm. oh, this is high school. This is middle school. Kids are mean. Yeah. Nope. That will always be. Wow. That, that's the reality of it. And I think that you live with a lot of envy and jealousy coming at you from every direction. Like I got it from every direction. I don't care if it was a teacher, a principal, a kid wow. at school, yeah. like it didn't matter what it was. And I think mm -hmm. for us, that's our parent. Yeah, so we don't ever see them the way other people see them. We're like, who cares? Like nobody cares. Who cares? Like, he's exactly. He's home trying to punish me for not doing my homework. You know, right now, like be and then want to come home and regulate. Right. Where you been gone? You must get that question. What is he like at home? Isn't he wonderful? And you're like, what are you talking about? That's my dad. You got a dad. You have a daddy. Like it's the same thing. And I think. So when you're young, you can't really kind of reconcile why people are so mean. Because you're like, you know. And then when you get older, you do understand. Because that's just the nature of people. Right. But it doesn't mm -hmm. mean that it doesn't hurt. But I would just tell, you know, you got to block out the noise. You got to know who you are. 
You got to be able to be proud of where you come from. You got to work hard. Um, and you just got to put one foot in front of the other. You know, because yeah. the reality of this is people don't want to give us chances because they think we've had everything. Right. People That's need to right. understand that this position, it's a double-edged sword. Right. There's people who have not chosen me because they specifically said, well, they've had everything. Wow. So I don't get, mm. I don't get an opportunity because you think I've had everything, but you don't even know me. Right. So yeah. Those are the kind of things that you deal with. And when you, and if you do get an opportunity, when you walk through that door, you better make sure you are on your P's and Q's because they, you don't have the opportunity to be mediocre or mess up because they will rip you apart. Yeah, because you're not going to, you're not going to ride on the strength of your parent. They're, they're waiting for you. To, yeah. No, they're no good. No, they can't say, get out of here. You yeah, know, they're I, wait, I, waiting yeah. for you to fall on your face. And, I that's can see the that. and they take right. joy in it. That's, that's yes. a horrible part of it. Mm -hmm. they take yeah. Yeah. They do take joy. I, one thing I will say, like I auditioned for Beyonce and that audition was probably the longest audition I've ever experienced. <laughs> like, like, I was like, we've been here for like eight hours. Like really? But wow. you had to be able to sing and dance. Right. right. And so I was just really proud of myself because I mean, they just turned on the music and they were like, Oh, you sing the first, you sing the third, you sing. Then I'm thinking, that's it. Like, mm -hmm. We don't get no, you know, nothing. And you literally had to listen to the song and pick your note out. Mm. Meanwhile, go over here and learn the choreography to the entire song. And then we want you to perform it. And I was wow. like, oh my God. And wow. you had to do it over and over and over again because of course, you know, as a background singer, they're trying to find a good blend. Yeah. So they're like moving me around. Go sing the fifth part. Go sing the third part. Go sing the first part. And I, I, I busted my tail for that gig. I really, really did. Wow. And so that's the thing. you got to be prepared. you got to be on top of your game. And I don't care who it is. Mm -hmm. I don't care who your parent is. you got to be. I don't care who you're auditioning for. Make sure you know your craft and you're on top of your game. That's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the best advice you can give someone. Yeah. Yep. yep. I have a son. And I, you said something earlier. Um, and my son is good. He's good. But I'm working him and I'm rehearsing him. I want him to be better than what he even believes he can be because I know he has it in him, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to put you out there if I don't think that you have it. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to just because you're my son and I got a few people that I know and I'm going to put you in a, in a messed up position. I'm not going to do that because if you can't do it, I'm going to let you know you can't do it. And I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. You know, yeah. I'm going to be honest with you, because that's the worst thing. Just because you're my son, you know, uh, people are going to give you a, a play. No. Once once mm -hmm. I once I'm not there, they might not say it in front of my face, but if you're not doing your thing, yeah. you know, you know what's gonna happen. And I don't yes. want that to happen. So, you know, he's been performing since he's like nine years old. He's 20 wow. now, right? And um, he's gotten increasingly better and better and better. But I know he has more in him. But mm -hmm. I want him to feel what he, the confidence that he needs in order if you're gonna take this on as a career, we already know the pitfalls. Understand what you what you and I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what's really going on. You don't have to do this. All I want you to do is be a decent person. That's that's my. Mm -hmm. thing. You don't have to do this. You can sing at home, and I'll be happy with that. But if mm -hmm. you're going to take this on, you have to be the best you can be, and it's hard. This is not a life for everybody. And I try to explain that to no. not just him to anybody else. This is all, personally speaking, Heather, I couldn't do it. I glad I went upside somebody's head a long time ago. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. It's not for me. You got to have a mentality. So you got to be able, you got to have tough skin. 
mm-hmm. got to have tough skin and you got to be able to be, like you said, you got to know where people are coming from, that they're not really trying to do, do they're trying to do you a little, some, little, little dirty if they can. And mm-hmm. you got to be able to get past that. Me, I'll take it personal and, and, and not be able to deal with it. So I'll stay in the background. That's not my thing. Yeah. You know, so I applaud anybody, you know, all the friends that I know that are artists and musicians, what have you. It takes a lot to stand up in front of people and, and perform when you don't want mm-hmm. to, when you're not feeling well, when you had a bad day, mm-hmm. when you're just pissed off, you just don't feel like being here. And this is something that you do because you love it and you end up doing it. But that's hard because yeah. me, I can turn around and say, I don't want to do it. I walk away. I don't have to do this today. <laughs> You know, when somebody, you know, and y'all in the public eye, that's hard, man. You know, missing your family on holidays. You know, you can't show up to to one of your kids' football game because you got to perform somewhere. You know, and you take a picture. I understand both sides. It's, it's rough. I don't know how y'all do it. I, I give you a hands up for that. Well, I feel like I feel like if you don't love it, you you won't last. Yeah, yeah. You gotta love it because it's yeah. not. I think, like I said, I think that social media has glamorized a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And it is not a game. It is not to be played with. It is, you have to be laser focused. You have to be bulletproof. Yeah, um, that's a good word. Be, like, you really, you really have to just, and you have to watch who you're around, who you're working for. You just have to be really, really aware. Because um, I've seen some things that, you know, I, I work for a lot of people and I'm like, and so in the back of my mind, I think the difference is, and it was so funny because, like I said, my brother is a producer, so he's produced stuff. And he, he said to me, um, just the culture of this industry, like knowing the things that, you know, have, was, were done to my father and going into, like, I was well aware of all of that. So we both were. So Isaac as a producer and me as a singer and a dancer, you knew that people were out there positioning themselves to take advantage of you one way or the other mm-hmm. as a woman or even take your publishing, whatever the case may be. We were already well aware of that. And that's the that's the plus and that's the benefit that we had as kids of someone like my dad because we knew it all. Like we were able to recognize it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To not put ourselves in certain positions, especially me as a woman. Like I yeah. I can peep it. Like mm-hmm. you know that. and most of my friends, whether they were dancers or I mean, all of us, I mean, my friends work for R. Kelly. My friends were everybody, you know what I mean? So we I so I was well aware, but it was one of those things where you're not going to dangle a carrot in front of me and impress me. Like, yeah. my dad is famous. Like, that's not impressing me. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, I was able to kind of not fall in a lot of those traps. Right. Yeah. Um, it's good. You know, because yeah. of how treacherous and just, you know, sometimes dark the industry is. And so, you just have to focus on the love of it and the light of it. And just mm-hmm. be aware of yeah. Now, now, quickly, we talked about Diddy. You heard the conversation earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, briefly, what, is, what, what do you think about that? Um, so I will say there's just things I know. Like, I know he probably did all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, but what I will say is, and I feel like, I, I feel like women don't want to hear this. Ah, and on. I feel like we have to be, we have to, we have to have a real conversation about trading ourselves for things. Yes. Hmm. So we can, we can, and I, and I granted when you're 19, 20, 21 years old, you're still green. Right. But what I will say in that situation, she went from Ryan Leslie to Puffy. There was a love triangle there. Right. So, and I see a lot of women, I've seen it with my own eyes. 
think they're like doing an upgrade because the mm-hmm. upgrade get them where they need to be. But yeah. then when you get there, you're like, oh, this ain't really what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So. I, you know, like I said, I some of the, even the terminology I've heard, like I, I know that the freak off thing, that's, and I only worked for him. I did two shows with him. One of my best friends went on tour with him. So I've been to rehearsal, like I know that culture. So, but I also have been around him where I see women put themselves in mm-hmm. place to be that girl. They think that's going to be that girl. And the thing about it is, is, you know, none of that's for free. It all comes with yep. a price. Wow. And I think that women put themselves in that position, those positions so that they can further their career, have money, you know, live a particular way. And I personally think for Cassie, I think, like I said, I feel like all of that was done. I'm not sure possibly in the beginning on some of that, she might've been a willing participant. Yes. But then it comes to a space where you're not really willing anymore and then you're stuck. Cause you right. don't really know how to right. You know what I mean? And I think that that's the space that she was in. I think that, you know, I think she deserves every dime she's getting. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. sometimes things are just karma and she's getting her lit back right. in the form, the only form that she could get it back at this juncture, right? Okay. She could not, she, the, the, the um, statute of limitations is up for anything that might have happened. So her only recourse was to file suit. Right. She didn't really have any other choice at this right. point. Um, whether that was, planned that way um whether she intentionally waited till the statute of limitations were up to not be able to file and have to file civilly who knows you know i don't know but i do believe that she experienced the things that she's experienced i think that you put yourself in situations and you think you you get getting somebody but you're gonna get got and that's just Mm -hmm. kind of what it is and i think that especially if you have parents if you have anybody around you that loves you they got to be around you, especially when you're young. I remember that people used to complain about the fact that Beyonce's mother and father and cousin were all always around her. And I remember my mother was like, they better be around if they, they go better be. That's, <laughs> that's right. That's why. That's what it was. Exactly. So, you know, in that situation, Cassie probably didn't have anybody in her family that knew better. And she just saw an opportunity that I'm going to be on Bad Boy and get a bigger record deal and Bye, Ryan. Thank you for what you did. And then she just got herself in a situation exactly. to get herself out of. There you go. Exactly. I agree. I that that's what happened. And it doesn't, doesn't mean that he should have done any of those things because I think that, you know, predators still, and I also think predators know who they can take advantage of. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. right. I, I agree. They know who they can. Thank you, Heather. Because I'm you over know, here fighting by myself. <laughs> Thank you. Well, no, no. I mean, it's written on your forehead. But I will yep. also say, I, I also mm-hmm. think, and I said, and I don't know this to be true, but you know, you, you wonder in a situation where she's been married, she's been out of that relationship for five years. Exactly. So some people were like, why now? My thought is, is she with someone now that's pushing her to do that? So <laughs> get a payoff? Like, because... Or people, that people could be one thing, right? That could be one thing. Or she's probably gotten enough through that trauma to be able to say, okay, I got a support system. I can do this. So it could be either or, you yes. know? Yeah. You never know, but... Yeah. I I'm just it's coming out. That someone who's been through that kind of trauma that she doesn't find herself in another situation where somebody is using her or pushing right. her to do things that she doesn't want to do. Because exactly. a lot of times predators and people like that recognize women like that and they pray. That's on them. right. That's you right. You know what I mean? Great. So it's a lot of ways to look at it. But me and my friends, I was like, well, she got her lick back. She deserved every dime. Exactly. 
And I think I think she called. I mean, I think he tried to call her bluff, and he got got too. Like she approached him prior to her filing this lawsuit. Mm-hmm. He should have just paid her, because it ain't like everybody in the industry don't know he's wild. But I think also, <laughs> I think also people also have to understand it might not have been her, but there are a lot of women who are willing to do that. Mm-hmm. Right? There are a lot of I've seen women dating celebrities get on air and say, yeah, we had threesomes. They do a lot of stuff to keep these men or to get with yeah. these men. I know this to be factual. Exactly. I can be like That was my point. There's people mm-hmm. around there, there's people who were around R. Kelly that were participating in that foolery. Mm-hmm. Were. Mm-hmm. And now I'm already acting shocked. Mm. You yeah. Know. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now listen, uh, on another note. Star Car, our friend Star Car is doing um the national R and B recognition day. Are you familiar with that? Yes. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about that? So I mean it's just a day. Um Star uh, reached out to me on social media and it's a couple of us and it's really a day to just like what we kind of said earlier in this conversation to recognize where music really comes from. And to make sure that it's given the respect and the recognition that it needs, because a lot of this music would not even be, most of this music wouldn't even happen if it wasn't for R&B. Right. Right. Blues, it just wouldn't. That's the duration of most music. And so she really wanted to do something to commemorate that day. It's the first Saturday in March. Um, And it'll just be, I can't speak on the specific things that she'll be doing, but there'll Mm. be different things. Um, performances, just different things, a pair of like, you know, uh, swag that you can have to celebrate the day and to, uh, you know, pay tribute to R&B artists because without that, we really wouldn't have a lot of genres of music. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that's going to be, that's, mm-hmm. I think that's a, a great thing. Now, let, let me ask you this, is it going to be, um, is this going to be an official, are we are we doing this officially or this yes. is? Okay. It, it will be official. Okay. It will be official. I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen every first Saturday in March every year. Nice. So it's definitely something official that she's doing, and she's really passionate about it. And I mean, I think we, like I said, we've spoken about the lack of music in schools, which then you know connects to the lack of resources that a lot of people in our communities they just parents don't have money to buy thousand dollar instruments and pay for fifty dollar an hour lessons, which that really affects our communities where these kids could be really learning, you know. Right piano and trumpet mm-hmm. and sax mm-hmm. and they don't have that opportunity anymore because they don't have it in schools right. and my dad even before he passed away he would go to rural parts of tennessee because that's where he was born and he would deliver instruments really just give away wow in the schools because you it, you saw it progressively gradually being removed from schools mm-hmm. and my dad was poor so you know having money to buy an instrument and take a $50 an hour lesson. That's just not, that's not an option for a lot of parents, especially exactly. you know, little black kids who could possibly be the next Quincy Jones, the next Isaac Hayes. And right. they don't have that. And so, you know, just, just to recognize the importance of R and B music and hopefully it'll get the wheels turning for some other things to happen. Mm-hmm. That's great. What's yeah. next for you? What's next for you? Uh, entertainment wise, what do you have coming up? Um, next for me, of course, is live shows. I think um, I'm doing New Year's Eve show, which is, I, don't, I can't even remember the last time I've been off on a New Year's Eve day. So <laughs> I, like, I do New Year's Eve with James Brown all the time. Like, I always have a New Year's Eve show. So I'm working on a New Year's Eve show. Um, I still do um, my, um, it's a radio show on Dash Radio called Soul Sisters. Oh, it's, okay. my, it's 
myself and James Brown's daughter, Yana. Nice. We're okay. really tight because, of course, I work for her dad. So we've been uh -huh. we've friends a really long time. And they also MC. They kind of open up Daughters of Legacy show. It's two of them, but we switch between Deanna and Yama. And they open the show up to kind of hype the crowd up. So I'll still be doing that. Um, working on my EP. Um, trying to get that out by end of spring, early summer. Mm -hmm. um, and, of course, Daughters of Legacy will be back in the studio, you know, working on some stuff so that people will be able to hear it. Okay, where can we find you? How can people contact you if they want to reach out to you? you so know. I am Heather Hayes on everything. So, yeah. <laughs> on everything. I'm the original Heather Hayes. I think also, if you don't have this app, you need to go ahead and mention, let me give my brother a little, little tag. It's an app called Fanbase that my brother has um, created. It's a social media app. Um, except on this app, you can monetize individually. Like you get you get love in the amount of pennies, really? dollars for anything. He's <clears throat> the first. He did um he created he did a crowdfunding to raise money for the app, which is the first of its kind. He raised ten million dollars, first to ever do it, African American to ever do it. Um, wow. Knows the tech space is does not have a lot of us in it. Really, um, as mm -hmm. far as ownership. Okay. Um, and so it has his app now has over half a million users. It's like the next big thing. I'm so proud of him. So he transitioned from music into a tech owner. But his passion was is that our culture drives these apps. It makes the million mm -hmm. dollars. We don't make a dime. Right. And I think that people, we again, as, as African-Americans, we really start, we need to start not always being the exactly. right? We need to own. We, have, we need to have ownership and things. And so what he also did with crowdfunding is he allowed all of us to invest. To invest. To Makes invest sense. in the app. And so the, the example he used is I can't think of his name, but he somebody um they invested in Uber, five thousand dollars in Uber. And nine years later that five thousand dollars was worth twenty five million dollars when it opened. Is that something? That's right. Wow. So you kinda have to think along those lines. And so I've invested like tons of people have invested. He's been on the Breakfast Club, he's been on um I, I just Roland Martin, he's been on tons of shows. And it's really about really taking back and empowering us to have ownership in something that we actually right. have billions of dollars. Because our culture, whether it be fashion, music, social media apps, none of that would be happening if it wasn't for our culture. Absolutely. That's right. Absolutely. So I said I would say I am the original Heather Hayes, H. Hayes on fan base as well. Fan base. Fan I'm base. downloading it right now. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same. I'm not even, I'm not even <laughs> I've made money on so, <laughs> ladies yeah. and gentlemen, you hear that fan base? Get on fan base. If you hear my voice, go to fan base. You heard it yourself from Heather Heather Hayes. It's fan base. It's our app. Go on there. Facebook is one thing. Fan base is ours. Please go to fan base and download fan base. Yes, definitely. Yeah, right. I'm definitely going to do that. You know, um, I heard a rumor years ago when the Shaft movie first came out that your dad wanted to play that character of John Shaft. But I heard there was behind the scenes, the executive, the movie executives didn't want him to play it because he had that strong black man persona. He had the bald head. He had the beard. So, you know, they got Richard Roundtree to do mm -hmm. it. He felt more safe. But, you know, that didn't stop your dad because there's a classic movie that he made <laughs> where he was that detective, that bail bondsman called Truck Turner. Yes. And the thing about it, that movie, it didn't have unknown actors. Everybody in that movie was a star already. Y'all kept Koto, 
of Denise Nichols um, Nicholson from a Star Trek, mm -hmm. and she played an extraordinary role in that movie. And I yeah. mean, yep, your pops was beating people up through, <laughs> and, and he was so comical. He was so comical. <laughs> that was that was a great movie. <laughs> but that's the thing. That's another thing that he used to teach me and say. And there's a, it's a quote out there on the internet someplace where he talked about it in an interview. He talks about reinventing yourself. That's kind mm -hmm. of what you have to do in this industry is reinvent yes. yourself. So whether it was him producing music, performing music, acting, voiceover artists, like opening up a restaurant, a cookbook, like he always managed to kind of, you know what I'm saying, reinvent himself. Mm -hmm. so we're working on, we're, our family is working on some stuff, um, a biography about him and a movie. And so those things are in the pipeline in the works. Um, right, so let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask uh -huh. you this. Who would play your father? Who would be the ideal person, the choice? Well, I don't, so we already have, so my brother, which I said, his name is Isaac Hayes, the one who uh, started fan base, and he actually runs um, Isaac Hayes Enterprises um, because he just his background in music mm. and publishing and licensing himself. So he has somebody specifically picked out for this, but I'm not doing mm. anything. Of course, of course you can't. <laughs> I wish you could, because I got a couple of people I'd like to I can name some people, but that's okay. We'll wait for the movie. And that'd be great because it needs to happen. That definitely needs to happen. I'm mm -hmm. surprised it hasn't happened I already. Said Winston Duke would be good. <laughs> you and Winston Duke. Who is Winston Duke? Who the yeah, heck is Winston Duke? Duke? <laughs> Who in one movie? Who the hell is this guy, man? I don't know him. Winston oh, no. Duke Winston Duke is good. I don't know him. Who is he? No, I'm only joking. I told you. Oh, man. You know what? You got to see that Spencer for hire. He plays Hulk. Yeah, I know he is. I know exactly. Yo, you seen that one? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've That's seen good, that. too. Don't be jealous. Don't be jealous. We talk about Isaac Hayes right now. We yeah. Oh, yeah. Duke. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A lot, you know, you, you know what the people, a lot of people don't realize? What's that? Isaac Hayes was the voice of Chef on South Park. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even know that. So we have a, a festival in Atlanta called Midtown. It's a big festival called Midtown Arts Festival. Uh-huh. So here performing, and I went to see him perform. And he started playing that song from South Park, Chocolate Salty Balls. Yep. <laughs> I, was, I was in the crowd watching him, and these people went berserk. And I'm looking around like, what is happening? Like, this is crazy. Like, I, was like, I, had, I had no idea. I, I, I literally didn't know. And he had, so, like, we have a a chef pinball machine, chef dolls, like all the kind of Wow. <laughs> but we've kind of been playing around with because of AI, could he possibly make another appearance? And so it, it you know, right, oh, nice, right. nice, nice. Yeah. Now, now, one thing I remember though, you know, right here in New York, you know, in his latter years, we had him on 98.7 Kiss FM, him and Jeff yes. Fox. Jeff Fox, talent, Shayla. That was the morning show, man. We, uh, we would wake up. And Isaac and them was there. It was it was it was phenomenal. And we, yeah. And uh, you know that station went down. And uh, I mean, oh man, it was a, it was a big blow to New York for that station not not to be around anymore because they really mm -hmm. we have WBLS here in New York and they've been a, uh -huh. a staple item. But when Kiss came along, they challenged that that mainstay mm -hmm. WBLS. And they took a mm -hmm. lot of their listeners, and I was one of them. I went over to ninety eight point seven Kiss. You had, you had Isaac Hayes, you had Jeff Fox, you had Talent, and you had Shayla. Those four. Uh -huh. 
was a phenomenal yeah. morning show. So I'll never forget that. We went, me and my brother, we would go visit and we would go to the morning show. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I would like, I was like, I don't know what y'all are smoking, but I'm not getting up at four o'clock in the morning. So but I've been up there, I've sung on I sang on air with him. Okay. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we, we loved it up there. Yeah. That was phenomenal. Yeah, mm-hmm. New York. Have you ever performed here in New York? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah, I've been there. I can't even remember how many times. With okay. I mean with James Brown, I, well, I did um 106 in Park is in New York, right? No. Yes. Yes. In Harlem. Yep. Okay, yep. So I did. I did that with Beyonce. So I went not a open, not a, like a you know open to the public performance, but we did that. I did that with Beyonce, and of course James Brown. I've been there multiple times. I don't remember. I think we did something in Central Park with Shaka Khan. Okay. Brown. So I've been. I've performed there multiple times though. Okay, we need to bring that Heather Heather Hayes experience though. That's what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. I've done pri- I've done private parties in New York, but of course they're you know they're private functions. So right. But yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, Daughters of a Legacy can come up there either. Daughters of Legacy would be dope. That would yeah. be dope. Yeah. Love it. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, Miss Hayes, we're not going to keep you any longer. We appreciate you coming. And um, I'm going to send you a copy of this. And we come on every Saturday morning on a station called Fresh Nation Radio. Plus, it'll be on all social media platforms by Thursday. By Thanksgiving, it'll be on in the morning. And I'll, I'll alert you to what's going on, and you'll see that. If you ever want to come back, you want to play your new music, you want to talk about some things, you are now welcome. You are now officially one of us. And thank you so mm-hmm. much for being on the thank show. Thank you we, so much yeah. for having me. And you guys Absolutely. have an awesome, awesome Thanksgiving. Thank you, uh, too. Thank you so much. You, too. That's right. And I want to thank Star Car for <laughs> inviting you to come on, and we're going to give her a shout-out. And National R&B Day, y'all. Let's pay homage. And God bless Isaac Hayes for all he's did for us. And he's got his daughter keeping the legacy going right here on the Let's Be One on One show. Good night, everybody. Thank you so much, guys. Right. You're welcome. Yeah. Good night. All right. See you later. All right, y'all. Your clap is too oh. daggone loud, Tattletale.